0: Good news, everyone! Okay, hey, we're live here from
1: downtown Good News Central and uh,
0: I'm your host, Good News Frankie, sitting across from me. Is uh, Good News Nelly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Those improv classes really of paid off. <laughs> uh, special episode here today,
1: doing a remote session uh, from Northern Ontario. Uh, that's me,
0: Frankie. Yep. Uh, and, and Nelly, where are you at today? We're in uh, Southern Ontario, T dot You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you might, folks might be wondering why I'm up in Northern Ontario. I, I tell you what, good news is hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, fellas. I'm looking around here. All I see is you know, bad news. <laughs> I tell you what, you gotta go. You gotta go up north and.
1: Uh, Find, you find some good stories here, so we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a quick uh, set of stories here, uh, a couple international, a couple uh,
0: national, and uh, we're gonna start off with. Yeah, what's going on with you, Neil? I got some good news we found in the airport. Of uh, wow.
1: yeah, they have a airline up here
0: called Bearskin Airlines. Uh, like yeah. the condom? Yeah. It's good. What's that? Like the condo? Bear Bearskin. Is that a, is that actually? A... I think so. Oh, like, yeah. I guess that's like one of those all natural. Yeah. It was <laughs> What is an all natural condom made out of? I don't know. Ed. It's like organic, biodegradable. All right.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they have this here, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, not not as reliable up up uh, up northern
0: Ontario. So do planes? Gotta... Do you plane crash? Yeah, the planes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah. the fair child. The first, exactly. That's that's actually how the pilots speak. <laughs> and
0: the, all the pilots are invariably under twenty years old. Oh my god. I would never trust them <laughs> to drive me to a grocery store, but yeah, <laughs> I put my life in their hands. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting airline. And when this 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 one was interesting because I looked
1: outside, I looked outside the window. Of this one. Mm-hmm. And airlines are built from a time when right now you look outside a window you see one wing and it's like all one piece of metal right like it's one formed piece of metal yeah like okay Mm -hmm. these ones were interesting because like it's a bunch of little pieces of metal that are like nailed in
0: oh boy yeah like machine machined in with like like riveted
1: yeah so i was looking out the window this time and i saw most of the pieces of metal are nailed in with pneumatic instruments but then there was this one piece of metal that was like, held in place by, like, to me,
0: like, drywall screws. Oh, my God. Like, it like they didn't have pneumatic uh, nails anymore, so they were doing these drywall screws. So, yeah. Whenever I get on a plane, because I think I had to take, like, four planes in, like, six days, went to Barcelona as well, I, like, I'm not scared of flying, per se. It's just that as soon as I get on a plane, something will, like, trigger me to think of a fiery crash or, like, a crash in the ocean. And it's just, like, you, you just see it vividly. You're like, oh, yeah, all my loved ones are going to know I'm dead. I'm going to be in the water or, like, I'm going to be, like... You just picture it happening. Yeah. And then, and then like, two seconds later, you're like, well, anyway, I got to sleep, so... <laughs> Put that thought away. <laughs> it's so true. Like,
1: whenever I take off, whatever it is, I don't know but it is, like, just the motion... It makes me feel really sleepy. Mm-hmm. But if it's a turbulent departure, I feel like
0: it uh, it's also makes me feel really uh, like I'm about to die. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like you got to deal it. with both those, those desires at once. <laughs> what I did on the plane back, I had the two seats at the back by myself and two blankets. So I slept like a bird in the sense that I just put one of the blankets over top of my head. Like you would cover a birdcage at night, and then I just powered through eight hours of sleep. uh, Whatever works for you, man. I thought that's how you you sleep every night, though. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I stand up on the edge of my bed, (laughs) put the covers over me. Your your bed, which is just a set of cages. (laughs) It's a set of aluminum bars. (laughs) You just throw a towel on top of (laughs) yourself. Good night. Good night. Okay. Alright. for the world news here. Let's see it. What do we have here?
1: Okay, so we got uh, three great great stories from uh, international and local, we'll say.
0: Yeah. One is uh,
1: we're going to go to Ethiopia
0: and Eritrea. We're going back to Ethiopia. Yeah, no, wait. Were we, were, we no. were we in Ethiopia? No, we were in some of Oh, like... that's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. We were. So we're going back for a great news story.
0: Okay. And... Uh,
1: and then we, we got a good science story about, penis, uh, about uh, mapping mapping software.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then I have this great story here about Sandy Lake First Nation. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so okay. Take us away. So, all
1: right. So first, uh, the story is going to be about Ethiopia and Eritrea. They signed a peace agreement. They signed a peace deal. Yep. So this is ending a. Uh, a uh, long divide
0: between the two countries. Yeah, so so, so these are rival countries, right? Yeah, they're... So, so let me be honest. Like, you can be honest with me. Did you know the names? Did you know both of these uh, countries existed? Ethiopia? I knew, I don't know. I've heard of Eritrea, but I've heard of Ethiopia more. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know they, they, they were have, neighbors.
1: They just have more food currency.
0: Food currency. Yeah,
1: you know Ethiopia probably because you're, you're eating the
0: Ethiopian right? Yeah, we had Ethiopia once. Yeah. Have you ever had Overtrians? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I was gonna do a pun. We're gonna go So these, so these guys are rivals. Like uh so they have like a Lakers Celtics thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> or like Barcelona yeah. and Real Real Madrid. Yeah, exactly.
1: High school versus the rival high school type of
0: rivalry. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs>
1: Your local rivalry, you inserted here. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but Ethiopia announced it will fully accept the terms of a peace agreement with neighboring Eritrea in a major step towards calming deadly tensions with its decades long rival. Wow. That's pretty, good. pretty good, eh? Yeah. Uh, this news comes hours after Ethiopia lifted a state of emergency on Tuesday in what had been the most dramatic
0: reform yet under Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed. Ahmed to that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <is> good. Ahmed <laughs> to that to me. Uh, uh, who has promised change after more than two
1: years of deadly anti-government protests demanding greater victims mm. uh, It is the prospect of peace with reclusive Eritrea that has come as the latest and largest surprise. Mm. Now, you know, this is kind of reminiscent
0: of what's going on right now. There's another reclusive country that is uh, on the verge of war. Yes. That you might be thinking of. Korea? Of course, I'm thinking of Fiji. Oh, Fiji's on the (laughs) verge of war? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't. (laughs) With the the ocean? Yeah,
1: with the ocean. I've had enough of this water. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh... Agreement signed in the 2000, a two year war, and then there was this long decade long uh, lack of relations. Um, I'm gonna, so there were some comments from here from the ruling party, yep. but so, so the this article cites a quote from the ruling party written on Facebook,
0: uh huh, yeah, and, and uh, and also it talks about
1: the chief of staff for the prime minister of Ethiopia, uh, their official report, which was said on Twitter.
0: Yes. So I'm curious to see what they posted about this on Instagram, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, I don't know what, what, what the photo. They do say a photo, you know, says a thousand words. So why right. say any words at all? Exactly. Just you know, you can do those Instagram stories, like a bunch of them. I also hear that it's, like the vine that they released for this was legendary. They did like the whole like he said the statement in reverse, and then they just played the yeah. video backwards. Yeah, I, I thought they used the baby filter for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the suffering on both sides is that people are because the peace process is deadlocked. Yeah.
1: In reverse, that was uh, that was
0: that was huge. Uh, <laughs> and a comment liked by North Korean Prime Minister. Oh. Uh. So, you never
1: know, you never know who's watching
0: Facebook
1: (laughs) these days. we do some background here,
0: Mm. Ethiopia
1: was landlocked in 1993 after
0: Eritrea uh, voted to leave. Just keep this in mind, they used to be one country. I'm leaving. (laughs) And you're taking the exit. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm taking the coast with me. (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about this? Uh, that's like Ethiopia's like I don't know maybe maybe don't yeah yeah well hey it's been 20 years so I I
1: guess uh, they figured out how to transport by land (laughs) so uh, so yeah I mean it was pretty difficult history um and then uh, uh this 42 year old baby was installed as Ethiopia's prime minister um his inaugural speech mentioned the need for reconciliation with bitter rival Eritrea, and uh, says they are fully committed to their Eritrean brothers and sisters to start a dialogue and
0: establish a rapport. Yeah, actually, I actually, caught I caught the tail end of that, and I think you know the the takeaway message was he said, you know, instead of killing each other, how about we don't? And you know, there was a raucous applause I hear. Yeah, or you know, raucous it's a number. Of, Likes on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they lied. they retweeted as the Snapchat as a were Oh yeah. my God! Could you imagine? Well yeah. pretty easily could. So yeah, there you go, folks. Uh, really good story between two uh, bitter rivals. So... And one
1: reclusive, run by uh, almost dictator, and uh, you know maybe uh,
0: that that just kind of grows your optimism. The, so then, uh, so they're the they're good now, right? The the, the, the war is over. The war is over now. Seems like the peace of the deal has been struck. The
1: war between the two uh, neighbors uh, It seems
0: to be over, yes. Wow. Well, that's excellent news to hear. Um, so now, here we've got uh, another little story about capsules, I believe. Uh, so, the original, the capsule of original penicillin mold from which Alexander Fleming made the drug known as penicillin is on view at the Bauman's Auction House in London. In in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was, so that was last year. Any word on if the capsule is still there? Okay. It was just, is it capsule or capsule? Caps, capsule, I believe, I believe, is the proper okay, the Capsule. Capsule. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't know. if It probably is still there. Yeah, It's still there. Okay. So it says uh, scientists seeking new ways to fight drug resistant superbugs. Have mapped the genomes of more than three thousand bacteria, including samples of a bug taken from Alexander Fleming's <laughs> nose. We're not making this up, folks. <laughs> and a dysentery-causing strain from a from a World War One soldier. That soldier's name? Captain America. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. He just, just knew he should not have eaten that cheesy sound on the ground <laughs> yeah in the trenches <laughs> uh, the DNA of deadly strains of plague, dysentery and cholera its now I know it's cholera uh, were also decoded in what the researchers said was an effort to better understand some of the world's dangerous diseases and develop new ways to fight them sound, does that sound plausible to you? that that's why they so, did it? I, assume so, huh? I think the they did it for the fame they were were like they were sick of decades of picking their noses to find something (laughs) that would be something close to penicillin do you have any idea how many likes I can get if I sequence the genome of these bacteria by god even the president of Ethiopia will follow me then (laughs) Uh, the samples from Fleming the British scientist credited with discovering the first antibiotic penicillin didn't that didn't that guy go to U of T? He discovered it at UFT. Yeah, I'm, i Yeah, I don't know. Are you serious? Good, good, we have a, a good, I mean, we've got a building. Awesome. Oh no, I know for a fact. Oh. Wow, Sanford awesome. Sanford Fleming. It's named after him. So there you go. There and you go, folks, uh, alumni from U of T. start picking your noses. But... <laughs> you never know where I could take you. There's also <laughs> his desk. His desk is on display at uh, one of the buildings. Like they have it sectioned off. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know if the capsule is on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh. uh, the samples from Funding, the British scientists credited with discovering the first antibiotic penicillin in 1928, were among more than 5,500 bugs? Uh, 5,500 bugs at Britain's national collection of type cultures, one of the world's largest collections of clinically relevant bacteria. See, now I'm in I'm in no position to refute that claim as one of the world's largest <laughs> clinically relevant bacteria. What, what, what would be your competition? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know of any other reputable clinical <laughs> collections of relevant bacteria. <laughs> well there you go. <laughs> you might have answered that question yourself. <laughs> the first bacteria to be deposited in the, in the NCTC, so the National Collection of Type Cultures, was a strain of dysentery causing Shigella (laughs) Flexneri (laughs) that was isolated in 1915 from a soldier in the trenches of World War I. Yeah, they actually made that strain of bacteria
1: uh, from that soldier's lead prior rap album. What? Shigella Flexneri.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good name doesn't it. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Uh... I like how they like they they found it in like the trenches. Like, excuse me, pardon me, just looking like, to get some dysentery. it will only be a moment. Like, what the? No, fuck? I mean this whole article is
1: it's awesome, but it definitely gives you a bunch of visuals of, of scientists doing hilarious things. One of, <laughs> one of which is like kind of like, politely moving their way through these trenches to find this one straight, this one dude
0: oh. dysentery. <laughs> it's so gross. Like, pardon me, maybe we just uh, got that. The other one is clinically relevant bacteria like like what, how do they determine this is it yeah a bunch of they just like smell sniffing bacteria that should be going to the clinic <laughs> sounds like a popularity contest yeah um so now we got a quote here knowing very accurately what bacteria looked like before and during the introduction of antibiotics and vaccines and comparing them to current strains shows us how they have responded to these treatments Said Julian Parkhill of Britain's Welcome Strange Sanger Institute, who co-led the research. Um, and then they talk about the relevant stuff about it. So, uh, specialists estimate that around 70% of bacteria are already resistant to at least one antibiotic, and that is commonly used to that is commonly used to treat them. This has made the evolution of superbugs that can evade one or multiple drugs one of the biggest threats facing medicine today. Yeah, that's interesting I mean it's interesting that
1: s- superbugs are the biggest threat facing medicine
0: today uh-huh. and the biggest threat facing fashion today is superb uggs oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty big scare for fashion day so it's factual <laughs> among the most serious risks are tuberculosis if you are a loved one have tuberculosis <laughs> Please call now you may be available for compensation. <laughs> Tuberculosis, which infects more than ten point four million people a year and killed one point seven million in twenty sixteen alone. And gonorrhea. Our listeners would know a little something about gonorrhea, you dirty bastards. <laughs> a sexually transmitted <laughs> A sexually transmitted disease that infects seventy eight million people a year. Uh, in which the World Health Organization says it's becoming almost untreatable. Does this... Does, that's not good. Okay, well, now that they mapped out this genome,
1: hopefully they'll get back on it. Yeah. I'll just finish this up, this up for you. Okay. The genomic maps of the 3,000 strains are to be published on the NCTC's website and freely available, made freely available to researchers worldwide to help them in development of potential new diagnostic tests, vaccines, or treatment. So the the maps are going to be freely available on the NSTC website. I think Google actually uh, has launched a new initiative. They are going to try to do Street View on these maps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can can see the genome right in action. You can see what their houses look like. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? A Starbucks? (laughs) (laughs) Things are everywhere. Yeah. Nice, okay. So that's fun. So we're yeah. going to get a little a better idea. You know, treating, treating disease is always a positive thing, I think. Yeah, as opposed to not treating it. Yeah. Damn. All right, should we get into a couple of these? little A little segment of Ask Reddit? You know what, let me do this, this uh, article I found in Sudbury. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so I searched far and wide, but I finally found... Uh, one good news story in the media about First Nations. Wow, okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. So the Sandy Lake First Nation, um, it's a remote
1: flying community accessible year-round by plane or in winter by an ice road network mm-hmm. and one of the best known and organized of the indigenous communities in Ontario's far north. So there's a community you
0: have to fly into. Right. And then in the winter, there's an ice road that is made available. Yeah, like ice road truckers.
1: Yeah, ice road truckers or the like Game of Thrones... Uh,
0: winter is coming roads. Oh, okay, yes. I've never seen Game of Thrones, so that's lost on me, but. <laughs> I only know Winter is coming. I know. So I, I figured. <laughs> okay, uh, some stats
1: about San Diego. 3,000 registered members. Uh, there are a number of different First Nations. Uh, there's sort of a close by airport.
0: But. Uh, you know, this is a long article about the community. It mm-hmm. talks about how they have this new elders hub. Elders for, hub?
1: Yeah. A seniors hub. Sort of a seniors hub.
0: Okay. Uh, and then they've got uh,
1: education. They're doing a lot of online courses. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people connecting to the online uh,
0: education network, getting their uh, degrees and courses, right? yeah. And they're building a transmission line, 18,000 kilometer transmission line. Holy. These yeah, they're huge.
1: It's huge. It's actually a $2 billion in transmission line.
0: That's nuts.
1: Yeah. And uh, hockey. Hockey's a big uh, source of cultural. Uh,
0: Appropriation. You can say it. <laughs> I like, they're like. They Did they invent hockey or did we take it from them? I think they, they invented it, right? Like some form yeah. of stick. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, probably they. First Nations on the first hockey game. Yeah, but it wasn't called like. Lost. I'm sure it wasn't called the Stanley Cup back then. It would have been called like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was called. <laughs> some kind of. Some person's name's it. Cup. Yeah.
1: First ever groom, female broomball
0: tournament. Mm. In Ryden. Broom the ball. winners
1: of that first uh, annual White Tina ladies broomball tournament
0: Or the Sandy Lake Attack. Wow, that's yeah. very nice. There you go, folks. Great. That's, it's a very nice thing to hear. But the, yeah. pe- the people the folks up north. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got some a couple of responses to. What's a secret you won't share with anyone in person, but you're willing to share anonymously? This is a Reddit, Reddit thread. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So you, you pick one. You want me to go? Yep.
1: Okay. I'll go with the... So a user... Snake Stair. damn it. It says, There is a snake that lives in the wall along the stairs leading to my basement. <laughs> He has his area,
0: and I have mine, and we respect each other's space. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love it. So does that mean that yeah. like, he doesn't go to his basement? No, I think it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess not. It's kind of, I would be scared to like if that thing came like at me at the night, though. I'm trying to like, eat yeah, my like, toes. What if it starts like, What if there's like, a bunch of snakes now? Oh, God. You know, and he's, they don't they don't have the knowledge to know they have to respect Space. yeah and he just happens to out know, yeah just, it's the illusion sure. you can't you can't train you can charm snakes i guess but <laughs> okay so we got another one here uh, ate a huge sub at subway on my way out i let out a massive fart <laughs> i then drove nice. out to <laughs> drove to a gas station i got out of my car and some old lady quickly parks her car behind me and angrily slams her car door comes up to my face and starts screaming just who do you think you are, farting in my face like that? <laughs> You're lucky I didn't call the cops on you. She writes down my license plate number and drives off fast. I stood there confused for like five minutes. I never told this to anyone. <laughs> Jesus. Hang on. Can't, you You sound a really quiet there. I said that's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable, yeah. How about, how about you <laughs> take us home? Let's not do the sad ones. <laughs> One, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I
1: thought I learned how to tie my shoes when my mom showed me in pre-k and I went around telling everyone I knew how to tie my shoes. Unfortunately, the next time I tried to tie them, it turned out I forgot how, but I was too embarrassed to ask for help when he was in pre-kindergarten. <laughs> I didn't learn how to tie my shoes until I was 18 or 19. <laughs>
0: Come on. Nice. You think that's true? You think know, that's... Uh, no like, way. How do you wear shoes? What kind of shoes would you wear? I guess you don't have to tie you know, them up. I would every time, every year that goes by. Every day you, you just try to avoid tying your shoes because of that time of pre-K. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> what you said, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. Come on, that's ridiculous. Really nah, yeah, I don't believe it. Do you have any embarrassing stories from when you were a kid? From when I was a kid? have some from when I
1: was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get nothing
0: that comes to, to mind, uh, uh, but I'm sure there are a bunch. I remember one time uh, we were playing in like a jungle gym, which was just, like, I guess in like preschool. It's not as embarrassing as much as it is traumatic, but um, there was, so it was like a, it's like a castle almost like with levels. So you could climb up a ladder and now you're in like a wooden, room like a little wooden room the size of about three toddlers and then to get up <laughs> to get up to the next level there's like a square shaped hole they had to climb through now i was somehow on the top floor and i was trying to get down through the hole to the to the bottom floor and i got stuck <laughs> like like stuck stuck and i don't remember how i got out i just remember being very scared have a vivid image of seeing myself, like, in an out-of-body experience, like, with my yellow coat just hiked up all the way through my chest, and then just my legs dangling. <laughs> just like, help! It's pretty funny. So, uh, you were just stuck in this castle? Yeah. It was during recess, so, like, I guess somebody must have come and got me later. Well, well I mean, there's a lot of fairy tales that have Princesses stuck in castles. Oh, I was also in during that same that same preschool. I was the the prince during Sleeping Beauty, but oh, I wow. felt super embarrassed to kiss the girl. Like I, like the girl was kind of like my quote unquote like girlfriend in pre K or whatever. But they're like, <laughs> okay, you have to kiss her like during the performance. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm am not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready at all. <laughs> and, with the, and the story was fucking Sleeping Beauty, so that kind of <laughs> <laughs> me so. Dude the teachers were like just wait, like just waiting for their hearts to melt you <laughs> did
1: not allow them to have that moment
0: no <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah well that's all I had alright brings us to the end of it you know, thanks for joining yeah. us again for another episode of the, the good old news yeah
1: thanks for joining us everyone
0: just, that, yeah. next, next time we'll get at you the, the news will be better and the Taglines will be more well thought out. All right. Peace.